circle centers for Cousins, a shot, and he scores. Dylan Cousins makes it 3-0 Lethbridge. Byram going to take it coast to coast on a backhand, scores! Up to the blue line, Vandalese, the effort, tip, scores! Carson Folk is Mr. Teddy Bear! A deflection. Oh, he scores! It's over! It's over! Game 7, overtime, hero! Hello and welcome to the WHL Podcast. We have a doozy of a show for you today. And for those of you who are unaware of the meaning of the word doozy, it is according to the Oxford English Dictionary, something outstanding or unique of its own kind. And that is our show today. We have a Hart Memorial Trophy winner and former Tri-City American, Carey Price, as well as Calgary Hitman's first round pick, Graydon Seatman. But before all that, let's get into the news and notes. Dave Lowry is moving on from the Brandon Wheat Kings. The former head coach has accepted an assistant coaching position with the Winnipeg Jets, which happens to be the same team his son, Adam Lowry, former Swift Current Broncos captain, currently plays for. The Wheaties head coaching position did not remain open long as the club announced that assistant coach Don McGilvery has been named the 24th head coach in Wheat Kings history. McGilvery is a four-time MJHL coach of the year and has spent the past four seasons with the Wheat Kings, but has head coaching experience in the WHL with the Prince Albert Raiders in the late 90s. Don has also been a head coach at the U Sports level with the University of Manitoba, where in 2008 he was named coach of the year. The CHL has launched the Memorial E-Cup, which will take place from November 28th to December 17th. All 60 CHL clubs and four special guests will take part in the March Madness-style tournament up until the semifinals and finals, where the players will play a best-of-three series. The four special guests will also take part in the E-Cup are Sam Cosentino of Sportsnet, Andy Matty Presor of TVA Sports, Aaron Ambrose of the Canadian Women's National Team, and me. Yeah, one of those guests does not belong, and I think we can all agree, it's Sam Cosentino. He's too good. You can catch me take on Medicine Hat Tigers forward Lucas Sevkovsky at 4.15pm on the WHL Twitch stream. You can head to whl.ca or chl.ca for more information. That's all for the news and notes. You can follow us on Twitter at the WHL. Mascots of the WHL have come together to raise money for children in communities across the Western Hockey League through the Tease for Toys campaign. That's Tease for Toys. From November 18th until December 11th, you can purchase limited edition holiday-themed mascot-inspired t-shirts. That's a helpful to say. $7 from each shirt that is sold will go directly to charities in your communities. This sounds like the perfect stock Check out the shirts, head to whl.ca backslash tees for toys. fortunate today to be talking with a perennial NHL All-Star. He has won the MVP, the Vesna. 
He is also won an Olympic gold medal, world junior championship. His accomplishments on the ice mirror what he's been able to do off the ice and his charitable work. This man and his wife, Angela, donated $50,000 to COVID-19 relief to help feed families across Canada this past, at the start of the COVID-19 pandemic, I should say. He's currently the starting goaltender for the Montreal Canadiens, and he's a former Tri-City American uh, from Anaheim Lake, BC. It's Kerry Price. Kerry, how are you doing? I'm doing excellent. Thanks for having me. You know, we're in an interesting time right now. Obviously, you've been back from the bubble for a little bit. Uh, what have you done during the, the, you know, the pandemic and what have you learned about yourself? Well, basically, uh, you know, a lot of family stuff. You know, we had uh, our first baby boy a month ago. So uh, a lot, a lot of, a lot of baby things going on in the house and already having two young girls at the, at that home has uh, definitely kept me busy. But, uh, you know, other than that, I've just been training and trying to get out hunting and fishing as often as I can. Well, let's turn back the page a little bit. Let's uh, let's start back when you were with the Tri-City Americans. You made uh, Team Canada, the World Junior Team. A classic moment, obviously, in the shootout there. You guys went on to win the, the gold medal. But what I'd like to know about is when you come back to Tri-City after an event like that where you miss your Christmas break, you're away from your family, you're overseas, how do you come back, readjust, and refocus to be a starting goaltender again in the Western Hockey League? Uh, well, it definitely was a was an exciting time. Um, you know, at that time of my career, it's kind of, uh, you know, what every uh, every junior player kind of aspires to. I mean, everybody wants to play in the World Junior Championship and being able to win and and come back uh, riding that high was uh, was fun. Um, you know, I really enjoyed my time here in, in Tri Cities, and you know, being able to to take that experience and apply it to the rest of the season was helpful. And that same season, you ended up uh, going to Hamilton, which was at that time the AHL team of the Montreal Canadiens. You played two games in the regular season before the playoffs started, and then the Bulldogs rode you all the way to the Calder Cup championship where you were named the MVP. Did the World Junior experience give you the confidence to step in at 19 years old, take over that role, and help the team end up win a championship? I definitely thought it uh, was a confidence booster. Um, you know, at that point in my career, um, you know, I've been able to play for Team Canada in, in a couple of situations previous. And, um, yeah, that definitely was a, was a moral moral boost for me during the season. And, you know, it's kind of funny going into Hamilton. I never – I didn't really have any expectations. You know, I kind of expected maybe to play, you know, maybe one game and get a few minutes as a, as a pro and, and kind of – you know, prep myself for being a, being a future professional and, you know, things kind of snowballed from there and we went all the way unexpectedly and, you know, it was, uh, it was another great experience. Yeah. Your stats in that playoffs were, were off the wall, a 206 GAA and a 936 save percentage coming in after not playing, you know, full season in the AHL. It's incredible. And it's not surprising that you ended up making the NHL the next season with the Canadians. And my question for you is more about your growth over that time. When you think about that first season you were in the NHL to, compared to this season you're heading into, you know, how have you changed as a goalie and as a person in your approach to the game? Oh man, it's uh, a lot of things have changed since uh, since my first uh, my first NHL game in Pittsburgh. You know, I guess I, you know, as any veteran will tell you, I, you kind of 
all those all those experiences help you prepare for the future and i think that i know exactly where i need to be at when the season starts and you know i've had a recipe that's worked that's worked throughout my career so you know i just i, I kind of just know what to do you know yeah you got that experience that you've been through it you've been to every rink i mean when you first started in pittsburgh they were at the old rink now they're at the new one so you know you've been through it all but we talked about it earlier you just had a young son you've got two daughters as well how is being a father how does that change your approach to the game and how does that change your routine that i'm sure you had set when you first got into the nhl yeah no question it's uh definitely time consuming being a parent you know, it's definitely uh, takes a bit of your focus away, but um, you know, the time that you do get to prepare for the season and train, it's it's valuable time, and you have to make the most of it. You've been through a lot. You've also been a rookie in this league. You've come up all the way through. Has there been a piece of advice that a teammate's given you that you now pass along to the younger players that come through the Canadians organization? Um, just keep your focus. It's uh, you know, being a being a young player in the National Hockey League is an exciting time. Um, you know, you're making money for the first time and you're getting ex exposure and you're, you know, you're living a dream. So just, uh, you know, stay focused on, on doing your work and, you know, have, have a little bit of fun, but not too much. Not too much fun. Hey, well, that leads me to my next question. This might be a little controversial, but you know, you look at some of the goalies that have come through the Canadians before Ken Dryden, Patrick Waugh, um, I mean, for myself, looking at your career, my only question for you is, are Mark Bergevin's biceps really that big? Oh, they're, they're watermelons. <laughs> that guy can't find uh, a t-shirt. Uh, no, it's a good thing he's got a good tailor. <laughs> you know, off the ice, you've been incredibly involved in charitable organizations. You're an ambassador to the First Nations through the, through the Breakfast Club. Um, you know, why did you choose to take that role and what are you hoping to accomplish with it? Uh, it's just a, uh, a relationship that just kind of developed, you know, out of a, out of a friendship and um, really helped out a lot of First Nations communities throughout Canada. And it just seemed uh, it seemed like a good relationship to start. And, you know, they've taken care of the schools out in Anaheim Lake. And I'm very grateful to be a part of that. Well, your charitable organization as well with the Breakfast Club, the Shooting the shooting for the Stars has raised over $820,000 so far for charitable organizations in Canada. Um, you know, that's pretty successful. But how do you measure your own success as a player? Um, when you go back and evaluate a season, what are the milestones you look for to determine if it was a good season for you or if there's things that you really felt like you let slip by? Uh, we kind of, you know, it's nothing, uh, nothing out of the ordinary. Um, you know, any, any season you don't win the Stanley cup is, uh, is unsuccessful at the end of the day, but you know, there's seasons you play well and you know, you played well and, and there's seasons where you don't. And, uh, the seasons that you don't, you just need to look at what you can improve on and, and try and do that. And, you know, nothing really changes, even for the seasons that you play well. There's always things you can improve on and, and reasons that you didn't win. So it's all about uh, it's all about making those adjustments. Well, one of your one of your teammates is an assistant captain on the team. He's a guy I grew up with. I played with. Uh, well, we lived in the same city, but unfortunately, I lived on the north side. He lived on the south side, just signed a big contract with you guys. Uh, that's Brendan Gallagher. 
What do you think the odds are this year that uh, Galley picks up a meal on the road? Uh, I think he'll probably want to split it with at least one other guy. That uh, sounds like he hasn't <laughs> changed much. Uh, uh, he's pretty. Fr- he's a pretty frugal guy, but he's a good guy. He's a great. He's a really great guy, and I'll tell you, he hasn't changed since he was 11 years old. I'm sure uh, there's some days in practice you don't really like him too much. No, he definitely. Uh, he definitely battles uh, whenever he's on the ice. It doesn't matter with who either. No. <laughs> Uh, you know, Carrie, my last question for you is as you look forward to this season and the potential of the, the Canadian division, um, you know, out of those Canadian rinks, which is your favorite to play in? Uh, it's always going to be Vancouver. I think, well, aside from being at home, obviously that goes without saying, but definitely, uh, going back to BC has always been a lot of fun for me. Well, Carrie, thank you so much for taking time out of your day today. Best of luck uh, with the newborn, as well as getting prepared for the start of this season. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Big thank you to Carrie, but especially the Tri-City Americans for helping set up that. Up next is part of our ongoing Next Generation series. We have a conversation with Graydon Seatman. Graydon was the 13th overall selection at the 2019 WHL Draft. He's an offensive defenseman who hails from Abbotsford, BC. He plays at the Yale Hockey Academy. This season before the shutdown, he had five points in five games with the U18 AAA Prep Club. He is going to be a big part of the future of the Calgary Hitmen's back end. He is a strong, offensive-minded defenseman, and it was a pleasure chatting with him. Here's our conversation. I am talking with the 13th overall selection from the 2019 WHL Draft. That is Graydon Seatman. Graydon, how has the start of your season been? Uh, it's been great so far. You know, I love all the coaches, trainers, players. We're all getting along pretty well on the team. And, um, you know, we've been pretty lucky to play five or six games so far, which is awesome to get back into it. Yeah, you're back with Yale Hockey Academy. You've been there for the past several years now. I'm sure you're with a group of players that you've been with for for a long time. And, you know, you're, you're coming into your second year in the U18 AAA League. Obviously, you, you'd be with Calgary Hitman if there was a Western Hockey League season, but we won't get started till January. How do you think you've grown as a player from last year to this year? Uh, yeah, our coach, Mark Hollick, he's been doing a great job so far. He's been putting us through good drills, and we've been working on defensive part of our games, which is one thing I need to work on, so it's been great. A defenseman working on a defensive game, that's what I always yeah. love to hear, a little bit of a riverboat gambler, but that leads me to my next question. Can you describe the type of player that you are? Uh, yeah, I'd say I'm an offensive defenseman who likes to move pucks up quick and join the rush, or I can use my skating ability to either lead the rush and get it in the offensive zone as soon as possible. Well, last season, you got your first opportunity to go to a Western Hockey League training camp with the Calgary Hitmen. What was that experience like, and what did you take away from it when you headed back to Yale Hockey Academy? Yeah, I was a little nervous at first, but... Uh, you know, I knew a couple guys there from getting drafted from the last two years, which made me feel more comfortable. And the coaching staff and players on the team, you know, um, brought me in. And yeah, it was good. And you got your first taste of, of what it would be like to, uh, to actually play in the Western Hockey League, a couple exhibition games underneath your belt this season as you head to training camp. Uh, what do you think you need to do to make the Hitman this season? Uh, I think I need to make a good first impression on the scouts and the GM and coaches. So 
maybe score a goal in training camp that catch their eyes or yeah, I just need to stick with my game too. And, you know, for yourself, you're, you're coming into this year. It's, it's a tough year to be a 16 year old in the Western hockey league. When you were at that training camp last year, were there any defensemen on that team that you, you looked up to or kind of took you, helped you uh, just kind of navigate what it's like to be at a Western hockey league training camp that you're going to lean on this year. Once you get to the hitman. Yeah, I thought Vandalise was good. He taught me a lot of stuff, and we were D partners for a bit of the games and stuff. So he was guiding me through the camp, which was awesome. Yeah, you need those types of players, you know, especially the older players to help you through the process because, believe it or not, in a blink of an eye, you're going to be 19, 20, either off to a pro camp or coming back to the Western Hockey League. It goes by so quickly, so I hope you're enjoying it and you're getting ready for the start of the season. But let's move away from from the hockey. You know, there's a lot more to life than hockey, and I'm sure for yourself you've got a lot of interests outside of the rink. And we'll start with, you know, is there a favorite movie or TV show you're coming back to right now during uh, the COVID-19 era? Well, I'm just finishing up Prison Break for the second time, rewatching that. And yeah, I'd say Prison Break and Last Chance You are my favorite Netflix series. Do you have a favorite band or musician? I like Polo G and ACDC, I guess. Wow, those could not be two of the more different uh, genres of music right there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and do you have a favorite rink you like to play at? I like. ARC here in Abbotsford as well as Langley Event Center in in Langley. I like those two rinks. Yeah, I mean the Langley Event Center, beautiful rink, a rink that you might have to get used to playing in every now and then in the Western League. And then my last question for you, what's your favorite thing to do away from the rink? Do you have a hobby, an instrument you like to do, or or is there something that takes your mind off the game? Yeah, I like to golf as well as I like to cook at home. So I'm a pretty good cook. Oh, you're a good cook. This is interesting. Yeah. I haven't had a player who said he's a, he's a good cook yet. What do you like to cook or what's your staple meal to make? Honestly, it's something different every day, but this week I plan on trying to make beef Wellington. Gordon Ramsay's a go-to meal. So that's going to be a challenge, but yeah. That's awesome, man. That's, that's really cool that you, you know, you've started to started to cook and you're actually challenging yourself like that. I think it bodes well for you as you move forward in your life, as you're going to move away from home here pretty quick, but Graydon, thank you so much for taking time out of your day. Have a great weekend. And I really enjoyed talking to you. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Zach. That is it for the WHL podcast this week. A big thank you to Mary Gates and Bob Torrey from the Tri-City Americans for setting up that Carey Price interview, as well as Graydon Seatman for taking time out of his week to sit down and talk with me. You can follow me on Twitter at Zach Hodder. You can follow the Western Hockey League at the WHL. Just a reminder, the Memorial E-Cup starts this weekend. I play this Saturday at 4.15 p.m. against Madison Hat Tigers forward Lucas Sevkovsky. I hope you have a great rest of your week. You can check us out again next Wednesday when we drop our next episode.